Hello, welcome to a very special McLaren fans podcast. Uh, this one, uh, we're going to be talking about IndyCar and more importantly, the Indy 500, which uh, occurred this weekend, just gone. Um, same race day as, as Monaco. So uh, everybody who's in for motor racing had a great day, watched a bit of Monaco F1 and then Indianapolis 500. Um, I'm joined by two big Arrow McLaren SP fans. Uh, say hello, Kenny. Hello, everybody. Yeah, and hello, Gino. Hi there. Hi, hi. Yeah, um, you guys have both been on various podcasts with me before, so you know the kind of drill. So I guess um, we picked a pretty good day to sort of do the podcast uh, because let's get right into it about driver rumours, driver lineup, um, and then we can get talking about the race later. So who wants to go first? What's Certainly it seems that Rossi is set to go to McLaren uh, in 2023. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Well, Kenny, you're going to be in Detroit, so have a go. Uh, say whatever you want to. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. That is what I've been reading and hearing is that... Uh, Rossi is going to be uh, signing with AMSP for 2023. It looks like a third car entry. And I think they want to unveil that news Friday uh, in Detroit because it's in Chevrolet's backyard. So they're, they're going to be very happy with getting Rossi on, uh, on the Chevrolet side of IndyCar. Is, Rossi's a Honda driver at the minute, is that correct? Yes. Has he always been a Honda driver, or is it is he swapped? Since between... he's come into IndyCar, yeah, like Honda has helped pay some of that contract for Andretti. Right. Do you yeah. think that's going to be an issue? The different engines. I mean, they obviously behave slightly differently. Uh, like for him to to drive, yeah, via the drivability. I think he'll adjust. I don't think it's a huge difference. It's very competitive, right? So. Yeah. Then yeah. again, I also think he's a big catch, right? Because I think he's one of the main Honda uh, drivers who is being promoted as a Honda driver, and now he's switching to Chevrolet. If it's going to happen, of course, it's not official, but I mean, well, I would be surprised if it doesn't happen. But he's a big catch in that sense. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, definitely a big catch, and and one that kind of makes you start to to ask the questions of you know, is if it's not a third car. Obviously, Pato has just signed uh, a long-term contract, another two years, I think. So, you know, should we be slightly worried about Felix for next year? Or, you know, if it is a third car, then does Felix actually keep a seat? Do they change that drive as well? The well, only I think other... It's... Oh, sorry. Go for it. Sorry, Kenny. Go ahead. The only other name that I've heard attached to AMSP is VK. Yeah, uh, he would yeah. be a good sign. He's he's yeah. He does seem to really have some speed, doesn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, even even though he's 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 quite young to IndyCar, he's uh, definitely an, an impressive driver. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I guess many fellow Dutch Dutchmen will be proud of seeing a Dutchman at McLaren. They will be Orange quite car. happy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Orange car. Exactly. Orange driver, papaya car. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, well, 
I'm not sure if Felix's result in the Indy 500, a fourth place is really good, will have any influence on those discussions, of course, but because would you move a driver who performs that well in the Indy 500 out of the seat? I, I guess maybe it's a one-off race. Could he, could it be results elsewhere that have cost him a little bit? You know, if if, if Pato's getting a you know top three sometimes and things like that, if Felix isn't up there, then who knows? But um, yeah, I, you know, I, my my personal opinion is that Pato is a, is a cut above what Felix is in the IndyCar. Uh, certainly a rising star. And yeah. certainly somebody that we need to keep hold of. Um, oh, yeah. You know, whether that's for a future move into F1 or to just keep backing him in IndyCar, uh, certainly the guy seems to have quite a lot of talent and also um, it, it's becoming a big name for the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on track and off track, I would say he's a big name. Uh, I mean, I've seen lots of, I know many Mexican fans as well. And just he's got the whole country. Well, he's bringing he's bringing any car to Mexico as well, and well, yeah, he's really a character, and I think he's the front name of the team at the moment in that sense. Everyone in Mexico knows Pato. Yeah, uh, I I uh, I think uh, he's almost become uh, like a global name now mm-hmm. because of his ties to F one, right, and uh, the uh, McLaren team. He's kind of become a little more global now which is really great for marketing right so yeah and, and that's what it kind of comes down to a little bit as well isn't it about how marketable are the drivers as well um you know i see, I see obviously uh gino you've got team kit on there of course <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i mean that's all really quite interesting um I guess the other name that we've got to throw into the hat there that's been rumoured in the last sort of week or two is Colton Herder. Um, now, obviously, he's been more linked with moving into the F1 seat, possibly. Um, and I guess, you know, even though it's an IndyCar, it's, it kind of crosses over a little bit. Do you think he's ready? Do you think that he can step up to F1? And is he the right fit to go into McLaren F1? Or is he um, better fitted out for IndyCar? What do you think, Kenny? Uh, I think we have to wait until after his McLaren F1 test to see like how, how he gets on with uh, an F1 car. But the only thing that I'll say about him is his, his talent is absolutely uh, undeniable. I think his talent is is uh, enough for formula one and um it's uh it's really hard because he's racing for an andretti team right now that's probably the fourth best team in indycar and he's pulling them along almost by himself other than a couple results from grosjean right in rossi it's uh, it's been mostly herda so he's he's been a uh, I would say a force and he's just, yeah. Uh, other than that crash on carb day, he's been pretty strong. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that crash was, you know, it was, it was pretty horrific to watch, but yes. um, yeah, you know, it, it, things like that are going to happen no matter what series you're in. Some, you know, there will always be the odd little 
kind of mistake or something like that that's um but yeah you know uh what are your what are your thoughts gina mm -hmm. yeah i mean in any car even this year we've, we've seen races where he just absolutely dominates the field he just drives off in a distance and um says goodbye to the, to the rest and just wins it so his talent is absolutely undeniable i think yeah for an f1 seat um he would need to practice in an f1 car first obviously because if you do well in any car, that doesn't mean you're doing well in F1 or vice versa. It's just two totally different beasts in that sense. And in any car, uh, while I think he's really, really fast, at times he can also be a tad erratic. For instance, um, last year in Nashville, I mean, he would have had a solid second place. I think it was second, but um, I think he got a bit frustrated and hit the wall at some point. So I think there's still some. Um, space to grow in that sense uh, for an F1 seat in, in the future. But the potential is undeniably there. I mean, that's it's obvious. Yeah, I, I, I see, I, you know, I see your point there of um, the difference between F1 and, and IndyCar. I think uh, if he performs well in this test, then, and if Dan's still not doing quite well, I think there's going to be lots of questions asked. Um, mm -hmm. But would you put somebody without much f1 experience in and expect him to do uh you know a great deal more than what dan's doing at the minute i, I think not at this moment in time maybe a few years time but who knows i agree with that assessment yeah 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 there was Shall one we... thing that i read that lando said though because L lando was teammates with herda in f4 i believe okay and yeah, and Lando said that Herta was one of the fastest teammates slash uh, drivers that he's ever raced with. So the talent's there. It's yeah. just it's just getting it together, you know. Yeah, in the right place at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So should we should we move on to uh, the Indy Five Hundred weekend? Um, Let's do it. Talk about that. So. Um, I'm just going to sort of put it out there that, you know, this time last year I spoke to um, you guys about sort of IndyCar and stuff like that, and I was pretty new to the sport. Obviously, McLaren are getting involved and uh, obviously knew about the Indy 500 and everything like that. And we've started to get a lot more coverage in the UK now, um, showing most of the races and um, a lot more sort of, uh, news articles about it and things like that. So it's certainly picked up and been a lot easier to follow this year. Uh, I've got to say, I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, even even to the, the point where um, the Indy 500 race was far more exciting than Monaco. <laughs> Two of the big prestige races and... Um, you know, I'm sat there watching Monaco and, and it was great. I, I like to, it was great for Checo to win and, um, you know, kind of, uh, sort of, you know, at Monaco, but it was boring. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. um, you should have well, gone out on time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's oh, not yeah. even get into that. That, that was, that was done <laughs> yeah. and dusted on Monday's podcast. <laughs> Whereas, um, and I mean, I also really enjoyed the train at the end, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's for your Alonso podcast that is. <laughs> um, but yeah I kind of you know 
literally down to the last lap of that race, we didn't know who was going to win it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, is, is Pado going to do it? Is he going to do it? Oh, right. Yeah. And you know what? I, I loved it. And I loved the way that um, there was a bit of jeopardy and everything else like that. So, um, and also this time I found myself watching a bit of practice and a bit of quality and things like that. Um, and that was quite, quite interesting to watch as well. Obviously, one of the things that sort of I didn't quite realise was they'd take a, a four-lap average speed, is that correct? Very mm-hmm. different kind of qualifying to, to what you get with F1. So, uh, yeah, what, what did you guys think of the, the sort of lead-up to the race itself and what kind of went on? I know that um, we, we kind of just already touched on Hurt's crash. It was massive. It was massive. And oh, yeah. Kind of like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and for for our guys, I thought we did pretty well in the uh, in the quali, um, and and maybe one of you can kind of explain a little bit about what the issues were with Montoya uh, mm-hmm. as we go along. So yeah, take it away, guys. Yeah, maybe maybe before digging into that issue, um, I think we also got really lucky with the draw uh, the night before. So basically, you just draw a coin, see what see what number is there, and that's the order in which you can go out. And usually the earlier you can go on track, the better it is for your chances to end up high in quality. And I think we had two for Pato and also Felix and Montoya uh, and Juan Pablo had really good numbers. So we could go out early on track. And I think last year that was quite different. So we had, we had really good chances this year to do our own quality and it really showed as well. I mean, the cars, obviously they were awesome this year, but um, we also got that type of luck we needed to do really well in quality as well. Mm-hmm. Well, so maybe yeah, the issue of Juan Pablo. I'm not sure if you actually followed it really well, Kenny, because I was away and just saw it quickly. Not sure if you know. Oh well, yeah, I seen it. Yeah, so uh, with Juan Pablo, when they got the car ready for tech or scrutineering, what you guys call it in uh, F1, they uh, they didn't pass tech. So when you don't pass tech, you have to go all the way to the back of the line to try and fix your car and get to pass tech. So. When he uh, changed, uh, he was going to qualify, I think he was ninth. He was set to go ninth, and he got pushed back to 30th, which is basically like uh, two hours almost. <laughs> so the, the temperature of the track and everything changes, conditions change, so that's why it's better to go earlier because it's a little bit cooler. Yeah. 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 And then, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we did pretty well. Um, and yeah. Yeah, was it, um, P7, P8 is, yeah. is, is, is good. I mean, uh, I was hoping one of our cars would find their way into the fast six. It would have been nice, but for the Indy 500, it's, it's, it's not like, uh, critical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And I think the fast six was also just mainly a Ganassi party anyway. Right. I think four <laughs> of the six cars were Ganassis. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they dominated the uh, the Indy 500. Basically, they they had the best cars all mm-hmm. since day one. Since they rolled the cars off of the trucks, they had the best mm-hmm. cars. So, yeah, and you, I think Gino, you mentioned earlier in sort of some notes that um, uh, Scott Dixon um, got a record pull. 
Yeah, that was awesome to see. I mean, the speed and just his dedication and how he just sends it those four laps and just holds on. It was just incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, but unlike sort of Monaco, well, where kind of pole is important, it seems less important at the Indy 500. It's a, absolutely it's starting further up the grid is a great idea. But it seems, you know, nothing's guaranteed from pole position, especially in the Indy 500. There must be a stat there somewhere of how many pole position sitters have actually won the Indy 500. I bet it's not as many as you think. Um, as for the sort of race itself, um, what was you? What was your thoughts on the race of the sort, sort of start and everything else like that? I, um, you know, kind of, uh, for me, it seemed like a pretty decent start by by our guys and we kind of you know had a just kind of sat ourselves in there waiting for the right time the right moment rather than kind of going a bit too early um and it's sort of for me sort of you know it got a bit hot on track after about sort of with about 50 laps to go was when all of the drama started happening for me so um yeah Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts uh, I think it was clear from the start that having Palau and Dixon at the front, yeah, Ganassi wanted to manage their fuel numbers and tires so they could reach. Because being out in front, you use more fuel, right? And you're punching a big hole of air for everybody else. So they kept on trying to change positions and whatnot. And I knew that our team is always really good at pit stops. So I I was certain that like at the first pit, the second pit and third pit, we'd find ourselves like gaining one or two places. And our cars looked really great in traffic. We could follow, overtake, close up. It wasn't an issue until we got in front. And then we seemed to get past pretty easily when we were in front. Yeah. And our, our cart didn't even have the amount of downforce the uh, Ganassi cars had. That Honda engine was a little bit better for the Indy 500, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, Pato took the lead a few times yeah. in the last sort of uh, throws of the race, didn't he? And uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it stick for more than a lap or two. Um, but yeah, certainly, I, I mean, I, I made a note here, it was, you know, was our car set up right? Was there something that they should have done for the car and set it up slightly differently? Um, but then maybe you compromise how we run in traffic then, I guess, um, and how we do in quality. So um, what, what, what about you, Gino? The technicalities, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know what to comment on that one. I can uh, help on that, though. <laughs> go right ahead. Uh, yeah, Pato talked about their car set up after the race, and, and he was adamant that they had the correct car set up because if you look at the rest of the Chevy runners, they weren't even close to us. Penske, right, they weren't close to us. We didn't have the power that the Hondas did on top end. So we had to run less downforce. We had a looser car. We had to control our tires a little bit better, our fuel a little bit better. But uh, in the end, it came down to one final lap, right? So, I mean, I, I, I think the team did everything that they could. It was just, they were like half a percent off this time. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah <laughs> and i mean yeah. in, in those final laps where did ericsson even come from i didn't even see him coming it just he just uh, appeared and ran up. yeah 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 you you like 20 laps from the end you would not have put your money on ericsson winning that oh no i, no. I wouldn't have no. um but then yeah right let's get to the sort of uh the last sort of throws of the race itself um Obviously, we then had uh, a big incident that brought out um, uh, a red flag. I can't, I can't quite remember who it was that, that came off. Was it Johnson? Jimmy Johnson? Yes, yeah. 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 Um, and, yeah, that was a, sort of brought out a, a f- sort of five-lap shootout before the end. Um, <laughs> kind of, I sat there thinking, hmm, maybe they should have done this in F1 last year and watched this is how you actually handle a, an incident at the end of a big important race. Um, so I was I was sat there going, right, get the popcorn out. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Five lap shootout. It was actually four because obviously there was the um the formation safety car sort of lap. And I thought, right, you've got to go for it. You've got to go for it, you've got nothing to lose. Um after that. And I've got to, I've got to admit, I was, I thought Pato was going to do it. I thought he's, this is his chance, just sit behind, and just go for it. But yeah, um, <laughs> it wasn't a B, but gosh, you know, a P two, a P four, and a P eleven for the drivers in the Indy five hundred. Oh, yeah, you would take that any day, wouldn't you? Yeah, those are great results, awesome results, and I think well. He did. He did try to go for it into turn one on the penultimate lap, I think, and or, or even the final one. And the lunch, it just had me. Wow, it had me uh, really excited. Like, is it going to happen or not? And he backed out of it. And I think, in the end, that also makes him a smart driver because if he could have easily gone right into the wall there, and then his championship run would have would have been different now as well. He's in the running now for the championship still. If he would have maybe um tried it he maybe would have maybe will be far back at the moment yeah yeah it was very sensible racing wasn't it it's you know if you're getting alongside i think you can kind of stay in there and keep your foot down but um yeah he's kind of just sniffing for that opportunity really um and like you say that the sort of p2 in the championship for the team as well is you know pretty good going Mm -hmm. um what about you kenny what did you think of the last sort of I think um, I think it shows how much of a fine line it is uh, at the Indy 500. Like it's 200 laps, right? 500 miles. It's a really long race, and you take a look at how, like, uh, Palau at the start of the race. I think on his first pit stop, that caution came out right before he crossed that line, and it screwed up his race because he had to do an emergency. Stop after that, and then Dixon does his final pit stop, and he speeds. Right, yeah. and Dixon isn't 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 known for making errors, and he yeah. made his own error. So for us to finish P two and P four, the top Chevy runners not that far off of a team like uh, Ganassi, who had a forty eight year old Canon finish third. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it's 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 a uh, it's 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 a heartbreaking massive accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think I get you right. So yeah, 
the execution execution was really flawless, I think, on all all fronts. Because well, also Juan Pablo started thirtieth, I think, and he he finished eleventh. Yeah. So that's also a massive jump. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So um, that's all I've got on my notes there. So anything else you guys want to add? Well, I think maybe Kenny, right? You're visiting Detroit, aren't you? Yes, yeah. Well, I uh, I do want to say a massive congratulations to uh, Marcus Erickson because of that's course. that's that's a mega accomplishment for someone who comes from Sweden to come over and win the Indy 500, raced in Formula One uh, on the same day. Uh, his ex Alfa Romeo teammate <laughs> has heartbreak, <laughs> yeah. so. The the connections are kind of weird, you know, and I I uh, I think for Marcus Erickson, uh, he absolutely made the right decision coming over here, right, racing in uh, IndyCar, and and uh, I oh, like yeah. to say a massive congratulations because that's that's he's he's in history now. Yeah, yeah, that's, he's an IndyCar winner. Yeah, well, an Indy Five Hundred winner. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 uh, incredible. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Great. Joining in on that sentiment. Absolutely. Yeah. Likewise. Um, right. I've got one last question for each of you before we wrap up the podcast. Um, if you were on that podium, what's your milk of choice, Gino? I'm going to join Juan Pablo Montoya and say chocolate. No doubt. Chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Kenny, what about you? <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm going to stay... Traditional. I'm going to say whole milk. Whole milk, traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd go with you if it, if I've if I've done well enough to win the Indy 500, uh, yeah. especially at my age, I'm going all out with the uh, with the traditions for all of that. Yeah. So there you go. No, nobody picks orange juice. What? Nobody <laughs> picks orange juice. No, sure. Oh, there's no option. Surely. I don't think. <laughs> Maybe if Alonso comes back, he can pick orange juice one year. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Fingers hopefully. crossed. Yeah. Right, guys. Thanks very much for joining me. Uh, it's been a pleasure, as always. Mm-hmm. Thanks and, for the uh, invite. It, no problem. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll do another one of these towards the end of the IndyCar season and have a bit of a wrap-up. How about that? Sounds great. great. So, Sounds right. good to me. Thanks very much.